0: We've got our take cannons loaded and ready. Ready. Absolutely
1: dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. Boys are back, back. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is Reception Perception, the show.
0: Yo, what's cracking, everybody? James Go, Matt Harmon here with you. You're listening to Reception Perception, the, the show. show. Uh, we welcome you in on this uh, beautiful. We record on Tuesday afternoons here on the uh, West Coast here, but uh, but Matt Harmon, uh, I, I've, I've been tro- scrolling your uh, Instagram. Looks like you're very close to moving into your new pad, man. I'm excited for you.
1: Yeah, hopefully the folks that you know see clips on uh, social media, see uh, you know the, the obviously on the YouTube channel. Hopefully they won't have to be looking at this uh, closet door for. <laughs> for too much longer <laughs> i'm hoping by our next episode next week uh yeah, yeah my wife and i are fully uh moved into the house It's a little bit of a slow process but uh i'm looking i am you know looking forward to it i'm looking forward for this being over and uh you know um ah yeah just looking forward, looking forward to like fully actually being in the house and having the, like uh, being done with this move i'm i'm looking forward to that um you know could i always talk about james i could use a few more extra hours in the day
0: I'm really feeling
1: it right now. Could
0: you you (laughs) use a few more extra hours in the day? Uh, The Closet Cast will come to an end very shortly here, but uh, we do have a great show uh, in front of us here today. Three players we're going to hit on, DeAndre Hopkins, Gabe Davis, and uh, Michael Pittman, who I think if you go look at this man's profile, a lot of folks will be very surprised uh, by how he graded out in 2022. Michael Pittman is such a perfect example of why you need this subscription to receptionperception.com because, man, you talk about like getting rid of all the noise um, and just isolating wide receiver play. Michael Pittman, man, you, you're, you're going to be impressed uh, if you listen to this episode. All right. But I want to kind of start off here with New Copkins. Um, it's been, to be honest with you, it's been a little bit of disgusting theater. Uh, that's the term I use when I when I look at what New Copkins is doing uh, with New England oh. and, and especially Tennessee because it's like yo can we not get DeAndre Hopkins on either one of those that's that's not what we want we don't want that yeah. uh and to and to be honest with you it's like to me it's this man is screaming out to the Chiefs and the Bills please make me a competitive offer and let's go i think that's what he was doing By going to Tennessee and New England saying this is my value because these are the two teams um, that are going to make me offers and they're in, you know, this, you know, X, Y, Z range. Right. And so he's saying, listen, I'm not signing for one point five million or whatever it is, whatever the vet minimum, I'm I'm not doing that. You know, he's begging the chiefs. He's begging the bills to make him a competitive offer so he can go over there. I don't know. That's just my thought. That's just my thought.
1: Uh, yeah, look, there's a lot going on here. I think, number one, uh, you know, I think that, that – stick with the Chiefs because I think the Bills could – I mean, I I don't know, right? Like, I, I think if you look at the two teams, the team that that needs a receiver like Hopkins more is the Chiefs because the Bills – I mean they got a thing going on with Stefan Diggs right now but yeah. whatever that is he's probably <laughs> going to be on the field from week 1 to week 18 for this team or whenever their right. season stops you know in the in the post most likely and they already so they already have an elite receiver they have a guy in Gabe Davis we're going to talk about and like some other you know intriguing options he would obviously make them better but yeah the the Chiefs could really use an outside receiver as we've talked about but the Chiefs can also look back at Hopkins and be like okay well you had some time on your hands last season when you weren't playing the full season, you know, from a suspension. And then, you know, there was injuries. You had some right. time to notice that we won the Super Bowl, right? Without <laughs> without a top <laughs> line receiver. So we're not going to – whatever you want, we're probably not going to pay you. And I do think Hopkins wants – like, look, and, and I don't really – I don't get into the, oh, let me make a judgment on his decision to chase the bag instead of the ring – I couldn't yeah. really give a damn. Like, do whatever you want, bro. Like, and he's, I think, clearly saying, like, I'm not going to just go, I'd be nice to win a Super Bowl ring, but I'm not going to do it for, you know, like a, a, a mercenary type contract. I would like to make yeah. uh, some money off the name and, and resume and career that has been Correct. DeAndre Hopkins. And it's probably his last chance to do it. So, look, if he wants to go and, you know, get the bag with either the Titans or the Patriots, I understand it. It is, um, it's just, It is a little like oh god. I mean, the Titans. Sir, the, but, but then again, James, both of those teams do need a player like Hopkins, right? Like the everyone Patriots in the need, NFL
0: needs a player like Hopkins. I mean, that's the thing, you know. Sure,
1: sure, yeah. Because there are other teams. Like I think the Giants should be in this mix, uh, just because. Mm-hmm. We know they have a glut of slot receivers. They even have like an outside receiver in Isaiah Hodgins who had some success when they used him in the slot in the playoffs. I think that could be interesting, but they don't have a true like high level starting outside receiver. I think the Lions, I can't understand other than like a culture fit perspective. We know he doesn't want to practice and maybe that's not what what Dan Campbell wants to do. I can't right. understand why the Lions haven't already gotten this deal done because they don't have <laughs> any really like any pass Nothing. catching options behind. Nothing. I'm on Ross St Brown and Jameson Williams who we know is suspended for the for the first 6 weeks. So yep. there's even like dark horse teams that I think would make more sense than or at least maybe be more exciting than Tennessee or New England, but I mean yeah, Tennessee, look, I know the the initial response to seeing this visit is what they're shouldn't they be trying to like rebuild Yo, Mike Redway ain't rebuilding. Okay, they they they're not rebuilding. That's, <laughs> that's not what's going no, what to happen. They're trying to win games, right? So yeah, I mean, I get it. It's definitely uh um, it's definitely like okay, the Patriots, the the Titans. You know, he definitely would love the Bills or the 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 Chiefs. I've heard people theorize though, and I don't know if this is true. It's totally unsubstantiated, but I've heard people theorize. Well, maybe like the bills courting Hopkins so hard and, and you know, having like Josh Allen go, maybe go out of his way, like to call Hopkins or try to court him. Maybe that's part of what like Diggs is irritated about. I don't know that that's necessarily it, but I mean, yeah. it's it, maybe it's true. And maybe it ends up kind of putting the kibosh on the Hopkins to bills thing. I definitely also think too, that the like, last point here, I think that um, what I, I have heard other people saying, I do believe is that when Odell Beckham got that like higher than expected per year obviously on a one-year deal but per year salary yeah, yeah, yeah. even with incentives from the ravens than what was expected i think that put like well hopkins doing oh hey this guy didn't play football last year and like i've been i've had better peaks recently than for odell sure. beckham has i should at least be getting that and i think that's a bit a problem uh for the bills and chiefs type uh teams for hopkins
0: yeah i would love to see either one of those teams make a competitive offer and you know what man if we're going to just talk about theater give me the jets let, like, let the Jets just run into the mix all of a sudden as well. And all of a sudden we got Aaron Rodgers, Nuke Hopkins, Garrett Wilson just rolling around, man. Like, come on, give me some of that. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, but, you know, here's the, here's the question for you, Matt. Uh, we're talking about an older wide receiver. Uh, he's entering his age 31 season here. Um, and generally, Matt, older wide receivers going to a new ball club, you know, historically they don't do that well. Uh, But, you know, again, but sometimes players uh, obviously buck those trends. Is Nuke one of those guys? I'll ask you this. Has his game slipped at all from what you've seen?
1: Well, his game has definitely slipped. And I'll say this from a standpoint with reception perception. And and the thing that I'm least confident in using this – in using reception perception to say, because I've learned my lesson doing this over the years – is well this guy look at how good he was like beating man press coverage last year. Uh he'll still be good this year when he's getting towards like kind of the, the third like the, that 30-year-old barometer. I mean look, I, I think the sometimes that can be true, but like it might also be that the guy just hits a hits a cliff, right? Uh for uh Des Bryant's a really good example that um, you know, his I think it was 2000 was 2007. Yeah. 2016. Right. His reception perception data was still really, really good but then he fell off a cliff in 2017. I mean, going from like 70 plus percent to sub 60% and Ooh. the Cowboys cut him and his career was basically over. Like, I think he waited until November to sign with the saints that year. And then he tore his Achilles and it, you know, went off the, went off the rails from there. But yeah, right. I mean like that, that can happen for these guys. Like when the cliff comes, it can just go. So for Hopkins, it is, that's worth remembering. And, I, and when I say that his game has slipped, like we're talking about a slip from, Elite, elite to, you know, very good last year in reception perception. Because, like, his 2018 right. to 2020 – his 2020 run, even his 2017 season, he had an 87.1% success rate versus zone coverage. That's still – that's, like, one of the best scores ever charted, you know, in 2017. And then in 2020 uh, – 2019 and really 2020, his his two years with Arizona there, or with last year with Texans and then with Arizona, incredible stuff. I mean, some of the best right. – um, you know, man coverage scores like 77% versus man in 2019, 76.5% uh, 2020 success rate versus man coverage, good against zone, really good against press. Like his last two years in 2021 and 2022, 70.2% success rate versus man, 72.2% success rate versus man in those last two years, still 72% around uh, there against press coverage as well. So that is certainly a slip. But again, it's slipping from like elite to, I think Hopkins would be like probably a one B type of receiver at best, but like really I'd love to see him. I mean, the Buffalo one makes a lot of sense. Cause I think he would yeah. be great across from like an elite receiver. But I oh, just yeah. think from a dynamics perspective, you know, what are we talking about there? Like is Hopkins, like Hopkins still still clearly sees himself as like a very valuable player. Like, is he going to be okay if he's getting like five, six targets and like Stefan Diggs is getting 12 to 13. Cause clearly like, that's what Stefan Diggs wants. Right. So yeah. that's the, that's sort of the thing. I think, from uh, where he is at this point in his career, I think he has slipped from his peak. Obviously, I think the last two years he was still a good player when viewed in isolation. I mean, even last year he was still getting a lot of targets and getting and was very oh, yeah. productive. Like I think he can still separate. He's always been a little bit underrated as a route runner, you know, just because he's such a good contested catch player. It's just like when is that cliff going to happen? We've already seen a slight decline, and I think that's where people are worried. But yeah, last year he was certainly a guy that could still get open at a pretty good high level.
0: You talk about him uh, being an elite player in that 2019-2020 season. You know, you chart him in that 77% uh, success rate versus man range in 2019 and 2020. And then in 2021, he goes from 77-ish percent down to about 70%. We did see a little bit of an uptick here in 2022, according to the, uh, according to the charting, going from 70% in 2021 to 72% in 2022 so that gives me a little bit of hope and i tell you this uh, as well matt just watching a play guys i i thought he looked i thought he looked great you know the the quarterback situation was was abysmal again uh for him Uh, it's like how many years can this man just run run out there with just you know, subpar quarterbacks, but he was out there doing his thing. I I really liked what I saw, you know, Uh, is there a slippage Mm -hmm. from what you said from an elite player? Yeah, of course, right? Like he was 30 years old. Now he's going to be 31. Uh, But I don't think he's at that cliff yet, to your point. I I totally agree with you. I just don't see him completely falling off. It's in the realm of possibility, but man, I would say that probability is pretty low.
1: Yeah, I think I'd bet against it too. Uh, you know, I've seen people say like, oh, he doesn't separate anymore. You know, again, maybe that's what happens next year. But I think when you watch him the last two years, even if he hasn't had the same high level production because of injuries, suspensions and stuff like that. You yeah. know, I, I just think that we've I think we've still seen a really good player when viewed in isolation the last two seasons, even if there's been some level of drop off. And I, I think he would really help a team. You know, he's a guy that because he's a good route runner, right? Again, it's it's I think he's always gotten a little underrated in that regard because he's been such a absolute menace in like 50-50 <laughs> ball situations. You know, right. he is he's probably one of the best contested catch receivers or, you know, uh tight coverage receivers that we've seen in ever. And, and it's always funny. Yeah, I think ever. I think ever is fair to say. And it's always funny with these guys because people assume, well, he's making catches with guys, you know, near him, he's he's probably He's not separating. Well, what did you just say about the quarterback play that he's dealt with in his career? (laughs) It's been an absolute disaster. Yeah, you think those guys are not throwing him into contested situations or just like... (laughs) All right, All right. Hey, this is not the perfect break point in the route, but I just have to rifle at the Hopkins here because I got to get rid of this thing because I'm, you know, T.J. Yates or in Ryan Mallet or insert, you know, whatever Texans quarterback or <laughs> or Trace McSorley or Colt McCoy last year. You know, oh. you think that ball's getting there at like the perfect time? I don't think so. <laughs> you know, so I, I think that he can really still offer a lot to a team. And, and you know, I th- that's why the Giants uh, one is intriguing to me just because, Hey, it really would be great for Daniel Jones. Like, all right, the play breaks down a little bit instead of me like battering ramming myself as a as a scrambler. Like, what if yeah. I had a guy that was my backside ex receiver, like and I know is gonna be open on that dig route, or even if he's not open and I gotta get rid of the ball in chaos, he's gonna throw make it. that catch, Just right? Throw it, you know, yeah. I think that that's why it makes sense. I don't know. I but but yeah, I mean I don't know if you want to talk about what it would look like on Tennessee or what it would look like in New England, but uh, God, no, you know, I don't know. I don't know.
0: I mean, there's a little bit of, uh, I guess, a little bit more chemistry, I think, to be had in New England. You know, he's got Bill O'Brien there. Mac Jones is an up and coming uh, is that chemistry
1: I, him and bill o'brien yeah right, right right didn't end that's on right. like the the most right. rosy note uh no yeah in, that's in right in between those two. yeah
0: cause, yeah you remember uh remember jj watt and nuke were just taking parting shots at bill o'brien uh when they could man it was crazy Um uh, but uh mac jones i think you know from a quarterback perspective I'd be a little bit more excited about uh, Mac Jones uh, from afar anyways, than than an aging Ryan Tannehill and whatever, you know, second, third round quarterbacks they, they've got behind Ryan Tannehill. You know what I mean? So um, I'd be a little bit more excited about that. I want to go back to the bills thing though. Um, you know, for whatever reason, Arizona actually did move him around, uh, a, li- a lot more, mm-hmm. especially in Cliff's offense. for God's sakes, I mean, this is a guy that was lining up like 90% outside, 95% outside. Oh, and then God. last year he, he was, you know, uh, 25% lined up inside. Um, you know, and, and when I look at Steph Diggs too, it's similar, you know, uh, in terms of profile, you know, 70, about 75 to 78% outside and you know, the rest is inside, right? So there, I think there's room for them for both of those guys to be able to play inside outside and just move around the formation. If they want to get a little bit more creative there in Buffalo, I think that would help them considerably. Um, and again, maybe one day, maybe one game it's Steph Diggs taking home 15 targets. But I could easily see a situation where if Newt goes to Buffalo, There'll be games where he sees 12 to 15 targets too, because that's just what the coverage is dictating at that point. It's it really becomes a pick your poison type of situation. I would love to see him go to Buffalo. Um, look, the best fit for me, I think, is in Kansas City. You, you get to play Patrick Mahomes, they just won a Super Bowl. Uh, obviously, they're 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 one of the Super Bowl favorites. Um, and I think Andy Roode will figure out a way to go get the ball into New Hopkins' hands. That'd be the ideal fit, but it'd be a lot of fun. To see him go to Buffalo. And how about if he ends up being the piece that pushes them over the top? He would get a lot more credit in that scenario Um, if we're talking about, you know, the outside looking in and all the narratives and, you know, all the stories surrounding uh, the various teams. Uh, Certainly, if he was that missing piece that threw him over the top, I mean, that's pretty good. You know what I mean?
1: That's true, and and in both places, you know, he would be sort of the second fiddle, you know, because Kansas City still has Travis Kelsey. He doesn't have to be the center of uh, both the offensive and defensive attention there. You're right about Diggs. Like, obviously, his RP profile is not up on the site yet. He's one of the many guys, you know. I'm staring down the deadline of early July for for kind of these veterans <laughs> and shaking in my boots yeah. as to how I'm going to get all this work done. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but for for Digs, yeah, they they do move him around so much to get him in favorable spots, like. He could and when in situations where they want to have Stephon Diggs be like a true X receiver and like, hey, you're gonna line up against press man coverage. Obviously, he does that, you know, because he's gr- he's a great route runner, he's one of the top five receivers in the game. He can do that stuff. But then they love to use him as a flanker and like move him around pre-snap and get him into good spots. That's awesome. Love to see that. So that would make sense as is as, as you know, we're gonna talk Gabe Davis here in a second. Like Hopkins can step into that X receiver role that Gabe Davis has, and he, he's a different player than than Gabe Davis. So they would complement each other really well and obviously yeah in Kansas City it's just they could use an outside receiver that you know they can count on from a from a separation standpoint in like the 15 right. yard and under game like he would be that guy that it gives them a little bit more versatility there but yeah i think Hopkins is just a really fascinating player because i just don't really know i mean no one seems to really know what his like priorities are does he want to to win a ring with Oh, Kansas city. Or does he want to be the piece that pushes Buffalo over the top? Does he want to get one last payday? Cause I think if you're Hopkins, like, Hey, I sign a two, maybe I sign a two year deal or a one year deal with new England and or t- Tennessee. And it's like a lot of money, you know, um, I get my, my cash in one last time and he has like an okay whatever type of year well then he just signs the prove it deal with one of these two teams next year right like right maybe that's maybe that's how he's thinking about it but yeah i think a team like i really think a team like new york i really think a team like uh detroit should get in the mix here and um because i think they're missing an x receiver right now and he's still even if he's declining he's still if you're talking about just pure x receiver rankings i think he's probably still one of the five (laughs) best x receivers in the nfl right now just like pure x type guys